Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and On3. Uh, Jerry, I'm, I'm looking at the, the game yesterday. This is our Grading the, ep, grading the Horns episode brought to you by the Rodman Firm. I appreciate them. Uh, Jerry, uh, we look at it, uh, and the Longhorns go up 8-1. and one, uh, And so we're going to take a, a view of this. It's it's through a lens of, yes, they're 8-1, and one, but, you know, what did we see? Uh, and, and there's some ands. Like, they, they played really well on the defensive line, et cetera. Uh, but let's start with quarterback because that's probably where the biggest butt was on uh, Saturday. Malik Murphy came out hot as a firecracker. He was 8 of 12 for 150-plus. Uh, the, the touchdown throw to, to uh, A.D. Mitchell hit A.D. Mitchell on another deep ball, threw a perfect ball to Xavier Worthy that ends up uh, – it should have been an inter- – uh, it should have been uh, a uh, – uh, it should have been uh, a pass interference penalty. But then the doldrums hit. I think he went five for 12 for at one spot for 31 yards through that. Just a lot of uh, inconsistency. Also threw two picks. Um, would have had four total, including one dropped in the end zone by K-State. Uh, another one dropped over the middle. You know, he was a model of inconsistency. I will give him this, though. He did lead the team down to go up 30 to 27 through a couple nice RPOs to get Texas in um, in field goal range. Uh, your assessment of Malik Murphy? Yeah, I went back between a D and an F. Uh, I thought, look, the opening script, Sark had it dialed up. Kansas State was in man. He made the throws down the field. Um, I think that those throws it, within the script, then the RPO throws, uh, he, he's a different quarterback than what you see outside of that. Um, I had to go F. I have to be honest, though, because – Look, and I'm not – I maybe it's overly critical, but you, you have two turnovers. You could have had four. And you should have had three. Kansas State dropped an interception in the end zone. Um, I mean, that he did not play winning football at the quarterback position. There's just – he's not stepping in the throws. There's too many – it's too careless with the football. It's too many throws that could have put your team in a very, very bad position. Um, I get it. I, I get and, it. I think- and I feel like I'm being too critical, but at the same time, hey, Kansas State not botched the p- extra point. Yeah. Well, this no, is totally well, different. Right here's, here's, his, here's his final stats. And, and a quarterback rating of 49.1 is typically a failing grade. Yes. So that, let, let, it's not like you're out on a limb here. I, I want to make sure people understand that. Um, I gave him a D because ultimately Texas won the game. He was the, he was the uh, quarterback of record, uh, took every snap, that sort of thing. So I feel like there's a value there. 19 of 37, 248, uh, one TD. That was early, though, but then the two interceptions. And, you know, frankly, the, the, the really bad interception, uh, Jerry, was the one in his, his own end of the field. The screen. Yeah, it was it, – it, that just can't happen because that came at a time when – Texas was reeling a little bit. You could feel the momentum shifting, and all he did was add fuel to the fire. The quarterback cannot do that. He's the one that douses the fire. That being said, very my happy. Thing, Bob, my thing, Bobby, I didn't see the game one, the game two, the improvement. I, I maybe saw a little bit, especially late in that game. Like, when the chips were down, he led them on a field goal drive. He did. I mean, he did. and I want to say that. I think that – but that shows, and I, I wrote that this morning on Inside Texas, it, it's part of not just him, but it's the whole team right. showing a spine. That throw 
to the JT uh, Sanders was best throw of the day. Yes, I, I agree. And so let's not let don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's a win, right? He he. I think he deserves a. a, a I don't. I'm not failing, but look, I don't think he can do that the rest of the way and and win any of the games remaining on the schedule. The defenses are now coy to him. They understand he's a better uh, a better RPO guy. They're not going to let let Texas beat you over the top anymore with him. He's proven they can do that. That's what Kansas State did, and what really happened there. Uh, and so I I look at it and look. Texas needs more uh, from its quarterback going forward. Hopefully Quinn Ewers uh, gets healthy and is able to go against TCU, but we don't know that uh, if, if that's going to be the case or not. All right, uh, this episode of On Texas Football, guys, brought to you by uh, the Rodman Firm, PLLC. Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas. That's right. Anywhere across the state of Texas, Tim and his guys can help you out. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. Tim, a proud Longhorn grad. Uh, all right, Jerry, let's go to running backs because on the surface, they had a great day. I mean, averaging six-plus yards of carry. Jonathan Brooks goes over 100. And Cedric Baxter has that breakaway touchdown run. But... Savion Red malfunctions in the red zone. Um, you know, there were Jonathan Brooks fumbles in the fourth quarter. We talked about Malik Murphy and his interception. John, what, what, what did you get? What grade did you give the guys as, at running back? I gave him an A minus. And here's why because um, uh, Jonathan Brooks fumble, um, obviously at a bad time. Sometimes defensive players make a good play. That really wasn't the unforced turnover. That was a. I agree forward. with that. That's 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 a good good uh, description. Yeah. So I thought running the football, considering Brooks is banged up, Baxter can't get stays, can't stay healthy. Um, Savion Red miscue that counts at the running back position, even though that was a wildcat quarterback. He's still a running back that counts at the running back position. But I just think the toughness those guys ran with. Look, they, when your running backs combine for 202, was it 202 yards? You're starting your two running backs go for 202. Keelan Robinson had a good run as well. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to grade those guys down uh, because they played a physical game. They knew it was going to be a physical game. Those guys ran with physicality, a good pad lean, even for Baxter being a, more of an upright runner. Um, and they, those without those guys' performance, Texas offense would have been had a much tougher day with Malik struggling at the quarterback position. So the running back position, in a way, saved Texas yesterday. I, I agree. Um, uh, you know, even uh, Jonathan Brooks uh, got a lot of extra yards after contact yes. yesterday. I, I felt like that may have been. It wasn't that he popped these big runs like he had been doing. Uh, but he was getting more yards after contact, and I think that was a key uh, to, to, to yesterday's performance. All right, the wide receivers, boy. I, when this started out, I thought it was going to be A-plus because we mentioned Malik starting out of the gate like a racehorse. Right. I mean, throwing the deep ball to uh, Adonai Mitchell, that was just a beautiful throw. Beautiful throw again to Adonai Mitchell. Then, you know, the interference call that wasn't against Xavier Worthy uh, I felt like those guys on offense were the difference in the game. Like they actually, uh, they 
they did what they were supposed to do. They were difficult for the K-State defenders to deal with. Even in the RPO game, Adonai Mitchell had a couple key catches on that final drive. Uh, you know, but they were hamstrung a little bit about what they could do on offense. But what did you think of the, the receiver's performance? Yeah, I, I gave him an A. I, even A.D. Mitchell had some big blocks. Jordan Whittington had some big blocks. I gave him an A because, I mean, just think about this. What, A.D. Mitchell at 8 for 149, Worthy saw bracketed coverage. Again, if you get bracketed coverage, that I mean, that's a major thing here for your offense. And then Malik just missed those guys so much in the intermediate game. There were plays to be made by the wide receivers. The ball was just not in catchable spots. So, I mean, I give those guys a solid A for this game because I thought they played a really good all-around game when you consider what are you asked to do, block on the perimeter, uh, give your quarterback opportunities. Uh, they did that. Um, beat one-on-one -on -one coverage when they had it like a drum. Um, so I, I give the wide receiver position an A. Well, I, talk, I talked to Brian Irwin yesterday uh, during the game, actually, at halftime. Uh, he and I talked, uh, the, the coach that we do the lunch with, the coach with, and Brian was saying that that one ball Malik threw behind Xavier on that crossing route, he, Xavier had a good two yards on his guy. Yes. Okay. There was literally nobody between yeah. Xavier and the end zone if he catches that and his, yeah. his turns up. Xavier Worthy speed. If you also include that in the special teams portion of it, because he he was terrific in special teams, yes. two punt returns, uh, you know, thirty something yards. I, 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 look, I think that Xavier Worthy, Adonai Mitchell, uh, they did their part for sure. Jordan Whittington filled a role as well. Uh, I have no problem with a minus, maybe a B plus, simply because we didn't hear from them the rest of the way. But again, that could be quarterbacking it a little bit, you know. So. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, tight ends, uh, not much to be said. Gunnar Helm played a little bit. Malik Ogbo did not play as much as we expected in that big oh. uh, Big 12 package. Uh, but JT Sanders came up with a big key snag in the fourth quarter on a fourth down when Longhorns had to have it, putting Texas in field goal range. Yeah, I, I give him a solid B. I mean, look, they didn't have as many opportunities, uh, but probably just when you if you go back and grade the video, they just did their job pretty well. Um, on uh, Saturday. And again, JT Sanders, I don't think is 100% yet. So you got to factor that in. So I give him just a solid B. Fair. All right. This is going to be an interesting one. Offensive line. Um, the offensive line, hey, Texas, you look up the scoreboard, they scored 30 points. Malik Murphy was sacked zero times. Maybe, maybe he should have eaten a sack one or two right. times. Right. Rush, for Kelson said. <laughs> uh, rush for 200. I mean, other than some, uh, I mean, pre-snap penalties from Cam Williams and Jake Majors, I mean, what else, what else do you want? I mean, Cam Williams looked terrific, absolutely terrific subbing for Christian Jones. You're down a man and you run for 200 plus and don't give up any sacks. That's a, at, on offense, that's a healthy day at the office for the offensive line. Yeah, I go. I give him an A minus, and some people might be like, "That's a little high." But look, Cam Williams' first real action—it's like when Connor Robertson's first meaningful action was against Oklahoma. Cam Williams' first meaningful action—he's played in games, but not meaningful—was against Kansas State in a must-win game when you're ranked seven in the country. Um, and yeah, he had the false start penalties. I think he had one hold. But look. Texas ran 74 offensive snaps, I think, 37 rushes, 37 passes. Um, Malik Murphy wasn't sacked. And if I said DJ Campbell is starting 
who's green still. He's starting to get experience. And then he's starting next to Cam Williams. People have said, oh, no, Malik Murphy's going to get sacked. Now, yes. Kansas State didn't have the defensive front to take advantage of that, but still Texas did their job. And anytime in any game, think about this. I'm thinking about it this way. That's 74 plays, no sacks, rushed for over 200 yards, and Malik Murphy threw for 250 yards and missed seven throws and had multiple turnovers that were unforced errors. Um I give them an A minus, Bobby, because without the pre-snap penalties, they probably get an A plus for me yesterday, considering how banged up that unit is right now. Kelvin Banks had to go out. Jake Majors isn't a hundred percent. I would give them an A, even with the pre-snap penalty. I, I would have gone A plus like you. I think the real stars of the unit yesterday and held helped hold it all together was yep. the offensive line. And uh, again, Texas scores 30 plus points, uh, 30 in regulation, the three points in overtime, you know. Longhorns, let's talk about the offensive as a whole and grade it, Jerry. I said if Texas scores in the 30s, Texas wins. Yeah. Texas and Steve Sarkeesian did enough early and then right. found ways by creating turnovers. Look, they were gifted seven points uh, off the turnover that Ethan Burke committed or created. Uh, they were gifted the three points in overtime. So that's 10. They really only scored 23 in some regard. But, I mean, I thought that Offense overall, uh, given some limitations, I, I give them a C plus, B minus, just because, I mean, that's a lot of points. They hit some big plays. The, the, the Steve Sarkeesian call on fourth and one to Cedric Baxter, the stadium erupted, absolutely yeah. erupted on that call because everybody was waiting for that quarterback sneak. He, he feigned that quarterback sneak and tossed it to Baxter. He made one guy miss, and it was Katie bar the door. Yeah. Um, I – Look, what 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 are your what's your grade for the offense overall? I, I give him a B minus, um, which tells you how strong the running back, uh, wide receiver, and offensive line was. Um, because the quarterback play, obviously, I, I just didn't I thought was uh, pretty bad in a game like this. Uh, so yeah, I I'll, I'll give it. I'm gonna go B minus. 478 yards. Um, <laughs> again, you know, uh, three out of four in the red zone. I guess officially. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to go B minus. Yep. All right. Uh, that'll, that'll do it for the offense. The, the defense is a little bit different. Uh, and uh, I, I think that uh, you and I would both agree. You put Texas's defensive line on Kansas State side of the field, and this game is decidedly different. Yeah. But the Longhorns do enjoy Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins, Vernon Broden, Trill Carter, Ethan Burke, Baron Sorrell, Ethan Burke, Two weeks after a little meniscus surgery, comes back and has two sacks and a sack fumble. Nobody can question his toughness ever in life. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, Baron Sorrell with the pressure on the last one. Byron Murphy. I mean, these guys played like warriors. Uh, I listened to Will Howard's uh, post game, Jerry, uh, the Kansas State quarterback. He's like, we couldn't run the ball. Just full stop. And we had to go. Rushing offense in the country saying we couldn't run the ball. Yeah, number four rushing offense. Yeah, I mean, so, look, Tavondre Sweat, we continue to say he's earning himself money. Byron Murphy with that pass rush on on uh, the fourth down play was unbelievable uh, at times. I, I just thought that the Texas defensive unit made Kansas State one-dimensional. Now, Kansas State was better in the pass game than many people expected, but uh, Longhorns also got after Will Howard pretty good and didn't make it easy on him. What? No. I gave, I gave the I, – if, if it – 
If anybody doubts this score, A plus. Period. End of yeah. story. You agree? A plus plus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm A plus plus. Look, here's I mean, here's the numbers. Kansas State was fourth in the country in rushing, 225.7 per game. They had 29 rushes for 33 yards. They had to abandon their game plan. They had to abandon Avery Johnson in the, as a quarterback run threat. They literally had to abandon what's worked for them all season long. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. For the first time this season, that's when you dominated up front. And again, Ethan Burke, man, tip of the hat, dude. You, you Nobody can ever question that guy's toughness ever in life. I mean, the fact that he came back that quick um, and he had the impact he did uh, when you know he's not 100% yet um, really speaks to what him and Baron Sorrell plus Colin Simmons can be next year at Texas. I mean, really does. And look, Texas dominate. They just didn't dominate on the interior. Uh, Going into this game, Texas thought they had a real chance against the edges of Kansas State because they didn't thought the, uh, the Kansas State offensive tackles weren't powerful players. And they were correct because Texas won with some bull rushes on the edge and got to and got to Will Howard. Very impressive. Very, I mean, as impressive a performance from a defensive line as I can remember in the last. I mean, this was more impressive than than the Alabama game because Alabama, Alabama kind of gutted them a few times, yeah. right? There were no long quarterback runs. There were no, oh, this play's working for us in the run game, so we're going to stick to that. It was domination from down one to down whatever, 75. And I tell you what, Tavondre Sweat knocking down the pass on the the pop pass. Uh, Then you had uh, Byron Murphy with that pass rush. They came up when it mattered, too. I mean, I – uh, and and here's, the biggest, here's the biggest thing, Bobby, going into this game. You know, first down run defense, I think what outside of turnovers was the most important thing in this game. Texas limited K-State to 11 first down runs for 29 yards. 2.6 a rush. If you could – and that's why Kansas State had to abandon their game plan because they could not get in second, mediums, and third and shorts like they had done all season. They, they forced Kansas State to abandon what had worked all season. I, I tell you, the other thing that was interesting to me as well, Jerry, uh, as we talk about this uh, here on, on Texas Football, brought to you by the Rodman Firm uh, and grading the horns, the linebacker play, Anthony Hill started again. David Benda spelled him. Maurice Blackwell had another positive game. Yep. But, of course, they were led by Jalen Ford, eight and a half tackles. He is becoming the consummate senior leader uh, that we expected. Uh, this was not a perfect game. They they made some mistakes at times, especially in the past game. But I tell you what, overall, Jerry, you have to be excited with where Texas was in this game and where they came out because I thought the linebackers, we'll get to the secondary, but they helped keep the glue together on the defense yeah. for not totally capitulating in the past game. 
Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. You have to be in position to make plays when your defensive line is dominating, right? And Jalen Ford is in between those in between those numbers. He is such an instinctive, tremendous Mike linebacker. He was in position to make plays. Yeah, I give that group an A minus um, because look, I mean, is it perfect? No, uh, but I think they did their job and then some in the game. All right, I, I, I'm fine with a B plus A minus. I, I think they did did well. The secondary, though, Jerry, we got to talk about it, man. Uh, felt like they got picked on. Again, Michael Taft made a tremendous interception on a breakup that I thought was a great play by Terrence Brooks downfield, yep. really made it difficult on them. But Ryan Watts got picked on a couple times, one on a uh, just a simple back shoulder, and then another, Phillip Brooks shook him in his boots. Him and uh, Taft back-to-back, yeah, which one then, of those guys has to – Taft has to get him out of bounds after the first tackle's missed. Yeah, and then and then furthermore, Derek Williams creeps up on a, on a post route. Yeah. Terrence Brooks doesn't have tight enough coverage, kind of gets run away from. Um, and then Jaron Thompson gives up the touchdown in the end zone. That Jaron Thompson just can't cover those guys uh, in, in the end zone. Uh, that was interesting. Texas went man coverage in that first half touchdown. Later in the game, uh, this is another thing I got from Will Howard's interview uh, yesterday, Jerry. Will Howard said they were expecting man coverage again from Texas on that fourth down call inside the red or in overtime. Texas instead went to cloud coverage. First one and two uh, options for Will Howard totally zapped out. That allowed time for the pass rush to get there and Will Howard step. Um, you know, your grade right now for the Longhorn. We did not, by the way, I want to say this. We did not see Keaton Crawford much on Sunday. I think he was actually injured. He, was, he wasn't suited out. Yeah, it was it was a uh it was a uh, uh undisclosed injury. But long story short, uh not a great game from the Longhorn secondary. But at the same time, when you're I mean, what Will Howard, they were they had to throw. And had so they were gonna connect on some stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's just the, the bottom line. When you throw it 42 times, it wasn't like Will Howard was 35 of 42, by the way. He was 26 of 42. Right. It wasn't some great – it was a good performance in the second half, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't otherworldly. I mean, yeah. your, your thoughts on the Texas secondary as it relates to that? Um, I, I've gone between a C-plus and B-minus on it. Um, I, I'm going to – I'm going to go B-minus. I, I – I, I think the uh, Taff is, uh, you know, Johnny on the spot again, third straight week, right? It, it, yeah. um, I thought they played well enough. Look, I think what's interesting about the game was Kansas State, I think, had 30 yards at one point late in the first half uh, before Texas got that ball around midfield and didn't really run it and eat the clock, maybe put some more points on the board, end up getting a punt block. So uh, some of that momentum, I think, carried uh, carried over – onto uh, Texas. But look, anytime you can absolutely take away the run for the fourth best run team in America, um, and they have to throw it 42 times there, like you said, Bobby, they're going to make some plays because Texas was, Texas was saying, all right, go make your plays if you're going to make them, because we're not going to let you run on us. Um, so unless you have Patrick Peterson and, you know, Deion Sanders, and you know, you're going to give up some yards, right? I mean, that's just a reality. So I gave him a B minus. Uh, because I thought they, I thought they competed really well. That you know, the biggest negative play for me, uh, I I don't have a problem with somebody getting beat from time to time. The biggest negative play for me was the the Brooks uh, Philip Brooks touchdown. 
after Ryan Watts missed a tackle, Taft has to get him out of bounds. They can't go for two on that play on the sidelines right there. Yeah. And that was a big play for Kansas State. That gave him even more momentum. So that was the one that was the biggest negative play for me I saw out of the secondary yesterday. Yeah, I I, I look, I think it was a winning performance. I would go B instead of B minus, even yep. with uh, Will Howard having that that day that he did in the second half. Uh you know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, overall, though, Jerry, the defense yeah. held, held uh, Kansas State to 30 points. Um, a couple of, uh, I guess, two turnovers left Texas inside. I gave One of them gave uh, K-State the ball on the 12-yard line of Texas. Another one gave the, the ball to, to K-State on the 30. Those that That's 14 points, or actually 13 points is what it ended up being. Yeah not having to march the entire field. Then the fourth, uh, the overtime stand, Jerry, mm-hmm. uh, they even got it down to a fourth down in, in the final minutes of regulation, but uh, K-State uh, completed it and got into field goal range. Look, I I have a hard time. I know they gave up 30 points, but I I have a hard time not giving them at least an A-. minus. I give them an A-. minus. Here's why. Kansas State was averaging 36.3 off points per game, 12th in the country. Uh, 447 yards of offense, 18th uh, in the country. 56.4% on third downs. What were they, one, two of 10? Yesterday? Yep. I, I, uh, two, two or 13, I think. Yeah. Uh, 225 yards, 225.7 yards rushing per game. 5.3 yards per rush on the season. Um, Texas did their job. They did enough to win that game yesterday. Um, and, you know, momentum probably wasn't on their side either. They had to play against some negative momentum uh, starting late in that second quarter all the way uh, at, at times through the, you know, especially through the fourth quarter. But then they had a goal line stop. We, we don't, we're not grading Chris Kleiman's call, okay? Yeah. But they had a goal line stop to win the game, so A-. minus. Yeah, all right. Uh, Jerry, uh, I, before we go to the special teams, because I do think this is important. Uh, we got to talk about special teams for sure. I want to say thanks one last time uh, to Tim Rodman. Uh, this episode of On Texas Football brought to you by the Rodman Firm, PLLC. Tim Rodman and his group uh, are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial, and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the great state of Texas. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. I know Tim was excited about the win yesterday. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com if you have any needs in business, commercial and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the great state of Texas. Uh, Jerry, special teams, boy, this is two weeks in a row where a negative play has happened on special teams, as well as a positive play. Actually, I shouldn't say two weeks in a row, but my, my point being Texas had the punt block while Xavier Worthy also looked very dangerous in the punt return game. Okay. Uh, then you have uh, Burt Auburn going four of four. Really? Whereas, you know, Kansas State, it got so bad for them that they just, they went for it on fourth and goal from the three. You know, how, how do you even grade this? It's almost like a roller coaster performance yeah. for uh, the uh, special teams. Well, you can't give them an A just because of the punt block to me. I mean, because that was critical time, too. Kansas State had no momentum in that game at all. Um, So that gave Kansas State a little life. So I go B-plus because they got the punt block, but I thought they were good in the punt return game. I thought they were solid in coverage once again. 
Um, and then and Bird Auburn career long. Look, and it's not hey, you got, you, if, if we were just grading Bird Auburn A plus plus. Well, well, it's not just Bird Auburn. Here's what also adds to the B plus for me. They had snap issues against Kansas. Uh, I mentioned that Brian Irwin talked about that. They've corrected their snap issues. So snap hold kick has been a plus since the Kansas game. And it's amazing that Burt's been really good with good snaps, right? I mean, so the snapper, it's a snapper, the short snapper uh, deserves credit there as well. I thought Sanborn, obviously the punt was blocked, not on him, but I thought he did his job outside of that. Oh, no, I I disagree. I disagree on one one side. That was a short punt. Hold on a second. Going that last punt when Texas had to punt the ball back to to Kansas State with just a minute left, Jerry. That was a short punt. That was the mm-hmm. shortest punt of the day. Well, and the didn't it go for he got forty five yards though. That That's it. no, it only went forty yards. To, they K State got the ball at the forty. K State got the, that ball at their own forty, and, and should have been more like the thirty to twenty five if he would hit a normal punt. Uh, my my point though, Jerry, and I'm not trying to you know. Yeah. Uh, push this one way or the other. I felt like they could have gotten more out of special teams. It was too much of a roller coaster performance for me to give them a B plus, despite the fact that I would have given Xavier Worthy a punt return an A, and I definitely would have given Burt Auburn an A plus. Uh, look, I, I don't know. Uh, I would go B minus, C plus at the best. That, yeah. you know, despite Burt Auburn really, in my opinion, being one of the heroes of this game. That. I mean, stepping up after your team goes three and out in overtime. Oh, yeah. Harry, that takes some you-know-whats. <laughs> and he drilled it. Yeah. So I, I felt like none of his none of his field goals on Saturday were close. Like they weren't, oh, he, you know, he just barely eked that in there. Right. They were true. Uh, and so, uh, look, all of it total, uh, Texas ends up uh, with a win over uh, Kansas State. And we're going to be talking about this one. I think for a while because the Longhorns, if you're not excited about this team being eight and one, I I don't know that you have a pulse <laughs> at the end of the day. Eight and one in control of their own destiny. I mean, that's just where it's at. There's two teams in control of their own destiny in the Big 12 right now. It's Oklahoma State, wow, and Texas. I mean, and that's it. Those are the two teams that control their own destiny right now in the Big yeah. 12. And I'm going to say this, throw all these grades out because we're going to grade them again next week. And now every week takes on increased importance. Uh, yeah. And by the way, Walker Howard put it in the air 42 times. TCU's about to put it in the air 50 plus because they won't be able to run the ball in Texas either. And they're going to know it and they're going to attack through the air. Yeah, they will because they're not going to be able to run against Texas. I would I would highly doubt it. A year ago, Pete Kwiatkowski seemed to have the uh, recipe to stop TCU. TCU did not – what was the final score, 17 to 10 or something like that? Um, let's see if they have it again this year or if Chandler Morris comes back or Josh Hoover is back for them. Uh, we'll see. All right, Jerry, that's going to do it. Got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, impressive win for the Longhorns. Uh, Malik Murphy starts out hot, then goes ice cold, uh, starts throwing it to the other team. Still the Longhorns, and I think this is the biggest thing. They showed a spine. Yeah. You cannot you cannot win football games in college. So many injuries. To the starting quarterback, to the offensive tackle, it's a fifth year senior. Uh, you know you just can't do that and not have a little bit of championship DNA in you. And they they showed that yesterday. That fourth down stop will go down for me as one of the biggest 
uh, plays of recent memory uh, because it was just a full team effort playing a, a, as a as a team. And Bobby, this is where back-to-back top five recruiting classes are coming into play for Texas. Cam Williams' first start of his career. Okay, I mean, look that that's a big deal. You three like, of the three of the five offensive linemen yesterday were in that the 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 class of beef or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Look, so you're starting to see that. You're starting to see those classes really start to have impacts on the field. Look at Ethan Burke as a late guy they took in that 22 class. Look at what he's becoming as a player, right? I mean, so you're starting to see uh, these classes grow up. And I can't tell people how important it is that these guys are growing up on the field while they're winning. It's a hell of a lot better for your future to grow up winning than losing in these situations. It's it's a expectation. I want to say one other thing. Um, yesterday, the University of Texas put out on its Instagram a final a, the final play. Okay, two young freshmen that have not seen much time at all were right next to the head coach when yep. it happened. Yep. Sadir Mitchell. Yep. And Warren Roberson. Yep. And DeAndre Moore was right there too. Yep. That to your point about the freshmen and the young guys being a part of winning. They feel it. They see it. Hopefully it carries over long term. Hey, hey, by the way, it's a great point. Let's end with this. And we'll talk about it tonight on the live stream because I think it's a great thing to bring up. Sadir Mitchell's probably not having the freshman season he envisioned when he came to Texas. But you know what that guy's seeing every day? And Bo Davis is telling him, if you'll listen to me, look at what's happening for Tavondre Sweat. If you'll listen to me and let me develop you, Look at what's happening for this guy. Look at what happened for Keandre Coburn and Ojimo. Look at Sweat. Look at Murphy. If you'll listen to me, you don't have to have a great freshman season. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And these guys are finishing with a lot of money in their pocket. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, Jerry. I appreciate you so much, buddy. All right. uh, That's been On Texas Football, grading the horns. Uh, Thanks to Tim Robin and his group. Uh, There will be more. Plenty of coverage right now. Uh, on the Longhorns uh, at InsideTexas.com. That's where Jerry and I are each and every day. Uh, you can go there. Uh, use promo code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23. $1 for two months. Remember to select the monthly offer. And this is only for first-time subscribers. Jerry, uh, we'll see you again tonight on the live stream. Uh, see you on the message boards at Inside Texas all day long. You take yep. care, buddy.